Hello. We meet again. Just having some technical difficulties getting my copy of this movie <gasps> to work on Voodoo. Because <laughs> it's apparently the only place you can redeem the digital code. Oh, gosh. It's all Technology. good. It's shake. It'd be really cool if it just worked the first time. Right? Just got to log in and log out, log in and log out three, four times, and then your library shows. <laughs> But would it be a Those Meddling Kids podcast if we did not have technical difficulties? I ask you that, friends. I mean, I- honestly, I could have just probably put the Blu-ray into the PlayStation, but <laughs> I don't want to walk that far. That's That sounds too easy. All the way across the room? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think so. I don't think that's in you tonight. No. I don't think that's in me tonight. I actually have caffeine for this one. <laughs> it's been a I week. Have, uh, the- bottle of classy okay. brewed cider Woo-hoo. it's like they would have been drinking during this time period actually probably not but i don't know actually <laughs> definitely not based on on the vibes well, of people actually they probably would have uh, they probably would have been drinking beer um beer was a pretty popular thing to drink for breakfast and most meals because water was not safe mm. um, these folks might have had tea or some coffee, but as we're going to see, um, this family doesn't have a whole lot, and they're out in the woods by themselves, so their their options are kind of limited. But yeah, booze or a cider, a cider would actually be pretty historically accurate. These guys don't seem like they're totally by themselves out in the woods. Oh, no. Oh, no. Shenanigans are about to ensue. I don't want to do too much of a spoiler in case someone who's going to be viewing with us hasn't seen it yet. So while your library is tuning up, let's introduce ourselves. Hi, we're those meddling kids. I'm Bree. And I'm Pat. We are a comedy horror movie podcast. Um... And usually what happens is we are here in your ear holes, maybe in your house, or maybe not. Maybe we're just here beside you. But either way, we're going to watch a movie with you, um, whatever time it is that you are watching this. Because we don't like watching movies alone, and we don't want you to watch movies alone. So here we are, together. We're, uh, we're out in the middle of the New England forest. We are in the New England forest. Just, Can uh... you smell the smells? Feel the... Temperatures. <laughs> it seems like it'd be cold. It it Just... seems like it would be chilly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So tonight we're gonna watch The Witch. Cause we we are big fans of this director. So you know. It's Halloween time. And it's Halloween time. Feels like By the, right. the way, we are recording this on October first. Happy October, friends. Great news, you can now rent Adam's Family 2 and watch it from the comfort of your own home. Oh my gosh, I need to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Based on the first one from like 2018, and by first one I mean the first of the animated Adam's Family uh, cinematic universe, uh, you're not missing much. My kids like it though, so I'm sure I'm going to be forking out the 20 bucks. I liked the the newest animated one. 
I actually saw that in the theater with my younger cousin. We I both had a good time. And I was not amused. <laughs> That's okay. This time around, though, I'm too afraid to take my daughter to the theater because she doesn't like to sit still. She likes to get up and play, you know, a little bit of musical chairs. But the problem is, uh, you know, it's still a pandemic out there. And, you know, the, I don't right. want chance having her get too close to people. The nice thing about these theaters is they're mostly empty, so you can socially distance. But right, don't necessarily want to, you know, have her playing pop scotch around and get exposed because she got too close yeah you know and that's kind of the good thing about being at home right now and the fact that you can rent things from home um you kind of make it special and you kind of make it fun and then when it's safe to go to the theater again you know maybe she'll want to settle settle and sit a little bit more i just said i just combined it sit and settle I would assume she would combine neither of those things. Uh, honestly, maybe I'm being pessimistic about it. I did, however, venture to the theater by myself last night to see Venom 2, Electric Boogaloo. Ugh. What a trip. Great movie. I cannot you, wait. You love big dumb guy movies. And you want to see Tom Hardy basically having a, uh, a bit of a couple's quarrel with himself for two hours. It's because not with himself. It's with his, his symbiote. Goop. Yeah, but the, the symbiote is voiced by him, so it is basically yeah. arguing with himself, <laughs> and it's amazing. I love that Tom Hardy has read those comics and understood the assignment that Eddie and Venom are kind of a couple. Oh, they're way <laughs> they're a couple. couple. <laughs> they're a couple. It gets even better because Tom Hardy wrote this movie. I know, he wrote one it on first, purpose. <laughs> one of the first credits you see at the end of that movie is written by Tom Hardy, and I all I could think was, my God, I love Tom Hardy more than I thought I could possibly love Tom Hardy. Exactly. Well, when he said that in an interview, he was like, they're, they're, they're a couple there together. I wanted to write it to make sure that that was clear. And I was, was just like, bless clear. you, sir. Bless it's you. so clear. <laughs> it's as clear as it can get. It is queer and clear. Well done, sir. And for sure. For sure. It's the most <laughs> healthy relationship he has in his life is with... <laughs> The goop from space that lives in his back. And that's terrifying because <laughs> it's not a super healthy relationship. It's not at all. It's like the worst relationship possible, but the healthiest one that he could possibly have. Oh my gosh. Well, I finished Midnight Mass in a matter of hours after we um, started to talk about it last week. Um, the next night, our friend Crimson Pleasure and I we're like, oh, let's watch one episode. Fools. Fools. Absolute fools. Anybody who has watched anything by our, our dear friend Mike knows that you can't just watch one episode. That's not how this works. So we binged the last five episodes and by the end we're just sobbing at like 1.45 in the morning. We took one oh. snack break. <laughs> I gotta go back and finish it. I only was oh. able to watch one episode, but that's because I literally watched... Uh, and not even a full episode. I watched most of one episode and then realized I had several meetings in a row. And then the next day, my daughter uh, stayed home from, sick from school because she had the sniffles. Aww. And then basically, the rest of the week was sniffles week. So there's no yeah. watching Midnight Mass. No. Just no, ate no, for no, no. all week. 
Yeah. So if you are going to watch it, which I, I do recommend, I think everybody should. Um, there's one trigger warning I can't mention because it's a spoiler, but um, there is uh, animal death, particularly um, a particularly. So um, just be leery because there's really not a lot of warning. And um, if you've got a little bit of religious trauma, particularly of the Christian denomination, particularly, particularly of the Catholic denomination, just kind of guard yourself. Or, you know, binge the whole thing and then just sit there and sob. <laughs> so, yeah, I, from the little bit of it that I got, it was very interesting to hear people discussing mass at mm. dinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, well, you're gonna go to mass, right? Uh, no. But when he said no, the tightness that went into my chest—you, you don't even understand. You can't say no. No. Even if you like, don't actively participate in the religion. Say, even if you have a different religion, they're like, no, that's stupid. You're still going, right? You'll still go. Uh, yeah. No. If I go visit my dad, I'm still going. <laughs> And I'm going to sit there and be really uncomfortable and possibly have a panic attack. And it doesn't matter because I'll be there because he'll have asked me to go. <laughs> and frankly, it's the polite thing to do. It's, um, yeah, but it, it was really good. Uh, and we will continue this week of Bree's self-induced religious trauma. <laughs> with the yeah, I was going to say, this is, this is, is going to be tough to mine comedy out of. Ah, but yeah. I'll try. We'll try. I'm excited for the squishy sounds in the beginning. I'm just going to get the <laughs> clip of George Costanza from that season eight episode of Seinfeld, which is, by the way, banned from TBS, uh, <laughs> where he goes to see the Hindenburg movie and just keeps yelling, that's got to hurt uh, when the <laughs> crash. <laughs> look, it look has been so long since I've seen Seinfeld so long well it's great news for you it's on netflix as of today i saw that but it's in 169 aspect ratio which is Mm. in some episodes it literally cuts out the gags like there's an episode called the pothole where you literally in many scenes don't pothole because it's cropped out (laughs) i vaguely remember that one yeah but the, the one i speak of is it's called the puerto rican day parade uh, it was banned from TBS because there was a controversial scene in which Kramer accidentally lights and then uh, steps on a burning Puerto Rican flag, but then is promptly beaten up by the one homosexual couple on the show. So, I mean, who can say who really wins there? Probably, probably no the gay guys who beat up Kramer. Um, I think they win because they beat him up. <laughs> um, so how's your cider? How's your spirits for the night? I have a a new soda to try. So I don't drink a lot of soda anymore. Um, And I got a Dr. Pepper because it has a little bit of caffeine in it, not as much as the other. And this one has cream soda with it. Ooh. I know. So let's take a sip. Got to get to the the old bottle shop and get some A-treat cream soda. Ooh. No, that's good. Because it's A-treat. It is a treat. Listen, there's nothing like a treat, and there is none of that down here. And I miss it. Red cream soda. 
there were things that were not thought of about when I moved down south, and one of them is a lack of atri soda. But do they have tasty cakes down there at least? They have some, yeah. The tandy cakes, at least, like the good ones. Yeah, they have those. Oh, Thank goodness. You're fine. I know. I, I think I would have had a mental breakdown where they're not. Um, but yeah, let's see. What else? Do you have anything else that you um, have enjoyed this week or want to plug? No, honestly, just a Venom 2. Venom uh, 2? Boogaloo, I mean, honestly, was such <laughs> a stupid and fun movie. Like, don't go into it expecting the same level of um, MCU self-seriousness because like Tom Hardy as you said understood the assignment and also understands that it's a comic book movie and should be fun yeah so, thank goodness and also Andy Serkis directed it I on himself cannot think of a better combination of things also um, you get to hear Venom screaming dick 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 and at one point saying <laughs> fuck this guy and it's like hell yeah I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I think Midnight Mass is my cautious, but also I'm obsessed and cannot stop talking about it, despite the fact that I don't think it's good for my mental health. Um, wreck. Like I said, binged five episodes in one night, and if it wasn't for the fact that we were doing the pod last week, I probably would have done them all in one night. Um could be interesting to cover for the pod could be interesting and here we are doing that thing that we said we wouldn't do actually right. it doesn't matter We're doing it now we do what we want speculating about content but it could Spec- be fun to do an episode that's about a tv show we could yeah definitely we could do uh oh oh god do we want to do the finale listen no the finale is just me crying it's it, that's all that's gonna be let's not do the finale um, you just a retrospective and then just watch any episode you want in the background and talk there about we go. it. Cool. Yeah. And it's a good excuse to bring back our buddy Crimson Pleasure. It's true. It's true. So long as we don't do the finale. She also cried the whole time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, let's think about that. Uh, all right. But How's your like, library doing? My library? It's up. It's ready to go. Your library's up. Hooray. My voodoo by Fandango library. Yeah, voodoo. Voodoo, voodoo. The big giant voodoo logo does not sit on top of the movie when it plays. <laughs> it almost kind of looks like it might. But I guess there's no better time than now to find out. Yeah. So, oh, look. Hey, mid Midsummer is oh, no. currently free on the Prime. That is free. Also, Suspedia, which I was thinking wait what if october was witchy madness month and we did all movies about witches Ooh. oh my gosh so is blair witch project there you go two of these movies so far this month will be movies that have given me nightmares this one gave me nightmares because of one particularly squishy scene because my child was an infant at the time yeah and uh blair witch project still gives me nightmares i can't watch it i can't oh, well can't. then we don't have to Oh no, I'll watch it. Give me nightmares. <laughs> that was like, like when I'm we like, did Hereditary, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm prepared to be fucked up for the rest of the night." <laughs> I will. Yeah, that one fucked me up too. Like when my kids are teens, I won't be able to watch that movie. No, you're gonna have to stop until they're like 25. Yeah, or I'll show it to them as teens and be like, "This is what happens when you fuck around." Don't don't be fucking stupid. 
you also, have. Also, don't don't so. take any weird mats from old ladies. Just don't. <laughs> Peter. Peter. You see a lady from across the parking lot screaming your name. You get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Also, if you see your nanny on top of a building and she's screaming and saying it's all for you, look away. Look away. Yeah, probably, probably look away. Look away. All right. Um, but yeah, so we're going to watch The Witch with um, the amazing Anya Taylor-Joy. She just does such a good, good job. And, um, oh, Kate Dickel, who just unnerves me every single time she's on screen. I thought her name was Kate Dickey. Dickey? Oh, it is Dickey. I'm so sorry. I need more caffeine. Dickel's a funnier sounding name, though. Dickel's probably how, like, a Scottish person would pronounce it. I apologize. I was reading very fast. So Um, we've got two people from Green Knight in this. We do. Correct. Ralph Innocent, the uh-huh. knight, and then Kate Dickey. Yep. Because we seem to like uh, directors who have a specific cast of folks. <laughs> we seem to like A24 movies. We really do. <laughs> this is at least the third A24 movie we've watched. Or, I mean, we had a whole episode about Ari Aster. That's true. I mean, and that's really like an A24 vibe, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah. there were more A24 movies. There were. Like- Hereditary is one. This is mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. That's when we watched it. Was an A twenty four movie. Wasn't it Green Knight? A, a Green Knight. That was it. But oh, there was another one. I swear that. Um, a- hold on. Let me pull up the list. We got to consult the list. But yeah, definitely, we've definitely watched quite a few A twenty four movies. And let's get my spreadsheet because I'm not a colossal nerd at all. We've got uh, the Lamb coming up next week uh, on the eighth of October. Oh, gosh. That movie looks amazing. Um, we did Mandy. Was that one? No. No, that was not A24. It could have been. Candyman. The theater. Maybe not. Maybe I thought we did one as well. Maybe it's just one that I don't have on the list. I might have missed putting one on the list. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um, A24 produces a lot of good horror. It does. It does. I mean, it's kind of part of their vibe. Movies that just make you not feel great. <laughs> Speaking of that great news, uh, Uncut Gems coming out, uh, Criterion Collection DVD special edition Ooh. this month. <laughs> There's a movie that's not necessarily a horror movie, but doesn't make you feel great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but are we about ready? Yeah, let's venture into those horrific okay. woods. And Here we the- go. And I will try not to talk too much about the actual historical facts that go with this. I'm just going to try and crack jokes. Do it. <laughs> because I almost was going to have this be what I did my like legitimate doctorate in. was <laughs> like the Salem Witchcraft Trials in America. <laughs> Would you have shown the bitch? Oh, hell yeah. It's a beautiful use of the folklore. Totally. That's one of the reasons why I love this movie. Just get Black Philip to show up at the Black Philip, Black Philip, yes. But then everybody's gonna think it's like gonna be a black goat, but then it's actually just a black guy named Philip. And you're like, what? And then they're like, what? 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 And then just 
Everybody's no, I would want to get a goat that would scare people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My brain immediately just went to goat. <laughs> exactly. That's what they would think. They'd be like, oh, you brought a goat? Yeah. No, this is just my friend Philip. And he's black. Black Philip. (laughs) We grew up in the coal region, and I had a friend named Terrence who was referred to as Fat Black Terrence. (laughs) He was a large man. He was a black man. And his name was Terrence. And he gave himself that descriptive name. I don't know why. But (laughs) probably kind of like Fat Amy from Pitch Perfect. Just so that other people wouldn't do it. Could be. Could be. Could be. He's a fun guy. But anyway, okay. let's let's watch the bitch. Are yeah. we ready? Yeah. Three. Two. One. Watch. Ba-ba-ba. Oh, here we go. I don't know why that they beautiful, have beautiful, beautiful logo. I'm tempted to put up my volume, but I know that it's about to get loud. <laughs> it's about to get real loud because Voodoo mm-hmm. decided not to play my video for me. Oh no, do you need me to stop? <laughs> oh, that rocks. Do you need me to pause? Yeah. Okay. Just for a hot moment. No, you're good. Good grief. I'm at point thirty-three. or do you want me to start from the beginning? No, 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 that's okay. I will get there. Gosh darn it, Voodoo. I know. It's I, I expected too much. <laughs> this, this stuff is supposed to propagate. When it goes to Voodoo, it's supposed to propagate <laughs> to all my other libraries. Because that's like the only reason I keep Voodoo, <laughs> because it's part of like movies anywhere or whatever. Right. And it'll just propagate, but in this particular instance, it's like, no, we're not going to fucking do that. It's like, um, fuck you, in particular, Pat. Yeah. Specifically me. Just like, get fucked, yeah. asshole. Um, but yeah, witches, man, they're fun. They're spooky, quite they frankly. Are. They are. All right. Um, Give me a play. <gasps> Yeah. You can do it, Voodoo. I'm going to laugh when it just stays black the whole movie for some reason. (laughs) The Vich. Are you going? Yep. Oh, cool. A New England folktale. Huge props to to Eggers for making the entire movie in like, what is it like? Not oldie English, but like new oldie English. Yeah. Or like um, in English. Um. Yeah. For using a a much closer version of the language, like he very much it seems like took the transcripts from the Salem Witchcraft Trials, which are a hot mess to 
put into this. Um, and especially you have to think about the fact that these folks, so they're Puritans, so they came from England um, because they were too not ready to party. <laughs> yeah, they got they got expelled from England for being too English. Yeah. Um, but so it makes sense that their speech would be very still that slightly older English. Gone thought because so what this is like the 1600s later like 1600s oh nope this is around the time when my family came to America but they were a bunch of like partying Bavarians who just wanted to have a farm <laughs> so they weren't like goofballs like these yeah <laughs> I mean, so if you think about it, William Shakespeare died in 1616. And so this is around the time of the Salem witch trials, probably a little bit before, right around there, which was 1692. So the language is very much right there. Edgar's um, definitely, he's a vibe for being accurate he does i appreciate that um but yeah so that settlement that they lived in they were all they all left england because they thought that the anglican church was like too rowdy and party too hard. Too fun These yeah and guys. this family is saying that those people aren't religious enough yeah <laughs> like you know we have to be so religious that we just go to the woods by ourselves yeah to do extreme branch Davidian sect kind of stuff, but no cool. Oh gosh, that's yeah. his, the Green Knight himself is the the OG branch Davidian guy. See, and every time I see things like this, I just worry about the actors getting ticks. His beard is just full of ticks. Yeah, he can't help himself. Him and Kate Dickel. Oh my gosh. Kate Pickle? Un unsettling every time I see her, and I feel so bad. It's just that she's so good at her roles that this role is the role that I associate with her all the time. And I, I, we get to that one scene with her, and that's the one that just sticks in my brain. Funnily enough, scenes with her that have fucked with my head have been basically involved with the same act. And then I'm assuming it's the same scene for Mm -hmm. for you as it is me and in game of thrones there's similar yes. for doing that yes and yes. it's just like jesus christ yeah. <laughs> like, of the many oddities that that show threw at us that was definitely one of them yeah but i've heard of that happening irl with uh people whose kids are old enough to be like uh playing soccer yeah and uh just rolling up at them off the pitch Yeah. Could be awkward. Um, I also like the fact that they show her talking about all these tiny little things that we would be like, oh god, okay, she played on a Sunday. Um, but I was actually just reading a book called The Witches um, by Stacey Schiff, who's an amazing historic 
um, writer, and she broke down just how scary it was, particularly for girls in these communities, because for them, everything was a sin. Devil was right there. Like, it very much was, like, Catholicism, but, like, worse, actually. Like, it's so high pressure um, that there would be times when girls would just be sitting there sobbing, and they'd be like, I will never be able to get to heaven because of exactly how they were supposed to be. Um, and that that is a part of what happens in these communities is that there's such a pressure and such a religious paranoia. Um, and the pressure of it leads to like, you know, kids not being kids and then kids being beaten and like just how bad, bad it was. Um, that then you end up with this really scary pressure cooker where you'll sit there and be like oh my gosh yeah that old lady who is just kind of annoying is totally a witch when other people are like yeah I've seen her flying with the devil and you're like oh gosh yeah she totally flies with the devil you know like it's 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 interesting and fascinating and terrifying and he did um, Eggers does such a good job with putting it and then making it even scarier because they're in the woods and they're alone and their entire world is this microcosm of their family with all those religious pressures. Like, so at first I didn't think there was going to be a witch at all, you know? Yeah, I kind of, I was wondering if it was going to be similar to like, there were other horror movies that sort of, uh, played with that idea of like something supernatural yeah. happening and then it turns out to just actually be like someone dealing with trauma or whatever yeah um but then this scene happened and i'm like no right. I, this is a person who is actually like either a nutball or practicing some you know yeah satanic something art. very dark yeah super dark yeah this is a fucked up scene it, it is, is fucked up thing. which yep. um if you have problems with children being hurt i would skip ahead a little bit yep just a little just, just a, a little yikes squish, squish squish um and i was also listening to uh the final girls podcast they're a really cool group from across the pond so sorry to any followers that we will one day have who are not from america who just heard that um and they did a really great episode on this. And one of the things that they talked about was, are there two witches? Which is something that we can talk about as the, the movie continues. What was really interesting about this too, and the scene that made it particularly actually scary to me, mm -hmm. they didn't show it. They didn't actually show the kid being butchered. Yeah. You knew it was fucking happening because they showed yeah. you enough and i think that's a brilliant piece of horror that came you know from the annals of horror like texas chainsaw massacre did that effectively too there's many scenes exactly. where like shit is happening you're not seeing it happen but shit's happening and your mind yeah. fills in the blanks and your mind fills in the blanks here with like her definitively chopping that kid up into little pieces but you're not seeing it happen yeah you just know it's fucking happening but the, I guess, so the thing she was doing and the reason she was butchering the kid was to utilize just his blood, right? As a, uh, mm -hmm. like basically a lubricant to allow her to fly. 
Yeah, and I think she was using probably, you know, some of his body in some sort of magic for herself. Um, but again, that's that's a part of a spoiler, so we will get to that later and why I think that. Um, just remind me. And this poor girl, like, and again, I know that he, like, can't help it and, like, you know, you're growing up and stuff and who else is he going to look at, but we will find that Taliesin gets sexualized quite a bit. Which is weird as hell. Thomason, sorry. But it's also probably, you know, emblematic of the idea of that's what happens when you create this isolationist sort of... uh, set up here like they could have just been in a village they you know made some weird choices to not be and when you find out why ultimately it makes it even stupid but you know part of the hubris of being a person and now what is she gonna do because her whole role in society is to get married and have children that is it and then to teach those children to be as afraid of god and to live a certain way as she has been taught that's it. She doesn't have any other role. Like, and yes, um, there were women in Salem who were very loud and who would speak out against pastors and um, had disputes with like their stepchildren and things like that about like land. But at the end of the day, they really didn't have a lot of power. So the fact that her dad is like, none of you are worthy, and I'm just going to let my daughter die a spinster alone. You know, it's it's wild. It's wild. And again, I'm, I'm failing at not talking about the historical parts. No, I find that interesting, though. Like, it adds, it adds a certain context to it, which, mm-hmm. I mean, this movie doesn't provide a ton of context either. Like it just, Edgar's kind of like, shit out for yourself. Yeah. And just, you know. I mean, and that's good because it's a folklore story. So, you know, that that's a part of the folklore stories. Um, the stories that went along with witches and witchcraft started off as folklore. It started off as being folks who were scared of the dark and alone in the Middle Ages in the Catholic Church. Um, being the only you know thing for them because at that point there wasn't an Anglican church there wasn't an Orthodox church there wasn't you know these sects it was just that church and so you're talking about people who had been pagan just a few generations before and who were holding on to these little bits and pieces of stories and lore that we use now for Halloween or for whatever and they're trying to figure out how to explain why these bad things are happening or why it's scary in the dark or why the woods is so scary. And then um, it turns into, well, these people, men or women, because witch used to be a gender neutral term. Um, so I guess now we would say it's, it's good for anybody, you know, men, women, non-binary pals. Um, And it was usually a person who somehow um, 
came into contract with a demon or the devil and um, then would get powers. Um, normally then they would get wonderful things, like they'd get worldly things. And then later on it turned into like being able to fly and it turned into being able to like do awful things to um, your neighbors or to have like an astral projection where you would seduce them or hurt them or kill them, you know, like it just all uh, through years became something bigger and a little bit different and a little bit more sinister and scary. Um, so like by the time we get to like King James taking over in Scotland, there was a storm that hit his boat and they got this old woman and they basically convinced her to be like, yeah, no, I'm a witch. And I made a storm that almost killed you because I didn't want you in my country. <laughs> well. And part of me is just like, rock on, sister. <laughs> Poor damn kids. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta drill the propaganda in young. Also, on a more technical note, I have to give huge props to Eggers for making this movie a tight 90-some minutes. Right. Which, for like a sort of prestige-type horror movie, which this is, um, is awesome. I love that like he was able to make a very serious horror movie but didn't give it that, like... I don't know, for some reason, like, uh-huh. directors who make love to have long run times and they don't necessarily need to and like that's a conversation that we'd had earlier about like hereditary and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and uh you know much as i love aster there are definitely directors who are as capable of him who like also have the the chops to tell the story in a more in a slightly more timely manner yeah exactly yeah like honestly i feel like 90 minutes is like time for a movie 80 some minutes feels too short but 90 feels yeah like can you i don't know if anybody else has but like i've been this kid who has been so afraid you know that if i die i have too much evil in my heart and that's such an awful thing for a kid to have to have a fear of awful thing for any human being to feel yeah that's honestly what you know drove me away in many ways. Yeah. That that kind of making your life miserable and shit, making it yeah. that you can't feel anything but guilt, which ironically still that never went away for me. But no, I don't think it's ever going to. I think it's it's drilled pretty deep for the both yeah. of us. It's in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't help when you have you, you go to the schools like we did, and the mm-hmm. teachers that you have are constantly telling you that you're going to burn in hell. They're telling people who are the wrong kind of Christians that they're going to burn in hell, which mm-hmm. I, very distinctly happening to, uh, uh, can't name names. I don't want to dox anybody mm-hmm. in one of our classes by yeah. our relig- religious leaning teachers. I think it was a homeroom situation. It was. I was there. Straight up told him because he wasn't Catholic, he was going to hell, despite him being a Christian, that he would still burn in hell. His soul would be flayed for eternity. <laughs> like. Yeah, it happened to one of the girls too. 
and um, when the principal didn't do anything, our school, our class kind of did. They might have gone over people's heads, some of us, and there might have been some trouble. But Probably for the best. I don't think any of us, you know, feel guilty about that. <laughs> Nor should you. I mean, nope. The, probably we're probably thinking about the same teacher who was like a religious looney tune who uh-huh. like sorry you're not holier than thou or anyone else in uh-huh. fact pride and weirdness is probably if anything doing more damage to you how come they just didn't have the dog eat the bunny it's not really the dog's purpose the dog is supposed to kind of alert them to the bunny alert them and then kind of distract the bunny this mf knocked himself in the face he's not a very good hunter or provider he's not very good at all he's kind um, of good hence the reason why he has to uh trade his wife's <laughs> and these two freaking twins maybe put twins in any kind of context in a horror movie it's never yeah you know, who for some reason don't have to work while she does everything. Um, they're shoveling shit, literal singing goofy yeah. songs about their goat. Um, but yeah, so we were talking over it, but the father sold the mother's silver cup, um, because he's not good at doing pretty much anything other than talking. And even his talking was considered too much. So <laughs> They're just harassing this poor goat. This is what happens when children have no fear. <laughs> I was say, like, the goat could have really hurt them. Like, yeah. Big time. Bigly. And they don't even notice it until the dad finally is, like, trying to wrestle this goat to the ground. And like, why can this man also not take his like shirt off? He's clearly like very stupid. Yeah. I like how they tell her to like make them listen to her, but then when she tries to immediate undermining. Yeah. 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 
Lies. I mean, they could also just explain to her, hey, we might die if we don't <laughs> leave. A lot of firewood. Yeah. Is he cutting firewood in his bath towel? Is yeah, there... he's in a sheet. Yeah. Because she's washing his clothes. Oh, you know, you know. Cutting wood in his dignity sheet. I mean, the bitches are just out in the woods, just doing that. Oh, natural. Yeah. Yet this man, not brave enough to do it. He's no bitch. Not allowed. Bruh. <laughs> Just constant. Send this kid off to the village. Looking at your dirty pillows. To quote Stephen King. Is that where that came from? I thought they came from Austin Powers. Nope. <laughs> They're called Breasts Mama. Oh, wait, no. That's in. No, not Stephen King. Yeah, it's not Carrie. It's, oh, it's from Carrie. Mm -hmm. Also, that's uh, not fucking. Who the fuck? Uh, Bobby Boucher. The Waterboy. I believe. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. The movie Waterboy, I think. His overprotective mom, played by Kathy Bates, who uh, misery fame, um, says something similar to Bobby Boucher about like a woman that he's interested in. <laughs> see and again like this is just an older sibling thing like when your little siblings do not pay attention to you and do not pay you mind yeah you're gonna scare the bejesus out of them <laughs> but also it's interesting why would they even like let these kids know these kind of folkloric tales oh to, like... because they need to be afraid of them why do they need extra stuff to be afraid of if they're waving the idea of like eternal damnation and being because, <clears throat> shit? Because then when she's sitting there talking about how she wants to eat an apple, 
they can be like, oh, that's a material awful thing. And, um, that's, that's what witches get when they sign Satan's book, you know, like it was just something that was very much spoken about. yeah and don't go bring the, the water the one chore that you had she'll do that too Ugh. Can you imagine how wonderful this family dinner must be? So warm. So, so nice. They probably just set myself on fire with one of the candles. Huh? So <laughs> just be done. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm the witch of the woods. Clickety clackety. And I'd set myself on fire. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Go, like, go down with like one of those Tibetan monk guys. Just fucking self-immolate at the table. Fuck it. What are they even eating? Dear Lord. Oh, I guess it's some chicken. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, at this point, why aren't they eating Black Phillip? It's a pretty big goat. It's some shitty... Because... Because he's the devil, Pat. Plot point. Can't yeah, you can't eat the plot point. You can't eat the MacGuffin. You need to keep the MacGuffin there. I he's think the they want more sheep. <laughs> so, you know, that's his only purpose. Okay, that's a pretty good, pretty good purpose. Um, but yeah, <laughs> other than saying that he's the devil, he's the devil, and they keep him alive just so he can shut up. I mean, pretty cool for him. Oh, the silver cup. Listen, you're my first child. Actually, she might not even be your first child. They would lose a lot of kids back then. Yeah, they did. That was a pretty common thing. You were a girl child, and I absolutely hate you. So clearly, you sold my 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 cup in all of the free time that you have <laughs> while you're raising your other brothers and sister. <laughs> yeah, what is she doing? Like, Because, I mean... Thomason seems to be doing most of the work around the house. Yeah. Well, she currently seems to be very depressed. She's probably suffering from postpartum depression because that baby was not very old. That's true. And, and depression from the baby being taken, presumably uh -huh. by the wolf. Yep. Which, I mean, that's even kind Quit. of plausible to think about. Like, yeah. Kid would have made some kind of noise or something. Yeah. And not because we might starve. <laughs> Look at her. She's so done. She's like, really?
Spooky. The lighting here just so mm-hmm. so good though. Mm-hmm. It feels almost plausible that it's actual just natural moonlight that he's actually capturing there. Like mm-hmm. it, it looks good. Which is so and he does that so well. Like they have enough candles and a fire going that like those scenes could be lit the way that they're lit, you know. Um, because that's something that happens a lot in movies. Like, you know, they'll light one candle and the entire room's illuminated and you're just like, that's not how light works. <laughs> He's like, let's make another baby. Yes, with all the privacy they've got behind that curtain. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least it does seem like the two of them love each other. That's sweet. Gotta go get one of those sleeping sheet things that he's wearing. Oh my gosh. I think I've expressed that interest on the podcast. And uh, because of that, I saw an ad on Facebook. Yes. Maybe not two days later for a Brooks Brothers dressing gown. Oh my God. I did not fork out the necessary funds for a Brooks Brothers <laughs> dressing gown. I don't know if you know how expensive Brooks Brothers is, but they're kind right. of like 35 bucks for a plain white tee. Oof. And this is a long one. <clears throat> Yeah, this I, I, it was like over a hundred bucks. It was crazy. It was a lot of money. I um I a couple of years ago before I moved, right before I went to go visit my dad back up in the mountains where we're originally from, where it is substantially chillier than other places, I bought some of those like big flannel grandma nightgowns. Best decision I ever made. They are the most comfortable things in the winter. Um, however, I used to, so I've done Renaissance fairs and I used to take my chemise, which is like the long thing that they're wearing. So you would wear that underneath and it would catch like a lot of your sweat and stuff to help keep your clothes last longer. Um, there have been times where I have worn that to bed because I just needed something and it is so cozy. I'm just mostly a sweatpants to bed guy, but yeah. I would dig one of those just one time to have something I, that is officially pajamas. I think I think you'd find it freeing. <laughs> See, that would be worried about too if I get out of bed at the wrong angle. My kids are in the room; that'd be maybe too freeing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you also, so oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying you get so little privacy in a house with children. Yeah, you it's can try true. it. Um, so it also was not uncommon within Puritan households to send your children after a certain age to go live with other people because they thought that it was a good way for them to, um, uh, be disciplined and properly chastised 
and to, to learn more. Like, so for boys, you know, they'd go be apprentices and for girls, they'd go be like a maid for a house. So even like, you know, like big names like Proctor or folks like that who had a little bit more money, their kids would go or their cousin's kids would go and basically be maids in somebody else's house. Um, but it also led to some very dangerous places because like you didn't know what you were going to get beat for. Some homes were stricter than others. Um, there could be instances of assault or sexual assault. And yeah, then yeah. it's just like your word against somebody else's, you know. And if it's your word against somebody who's richer than you, then mm-hmm. you're basically just uh, forfeit and gone. Yeah, or who has like slightly better, you know, religious standing. I'm sure that's probably the more important social yeah. at that point. I mean, like, you know, that's part of what happened with the witchcraft trials. So when you say the word chastised, do you mean in the same context that we use it now, which is like you're getting sort of verbally beaten down or Uh shot up? Okay. I wasn't sure if it meant something different in the context of like, you know, chastises and like, oh, we're making sure you're like chased or whatever. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I mean, but it is really sweet that he doesn't want his sister to go. But to be honest, if she wouldn't have been gone by the end of the year, I would have been shocked. (laughs) They also just don't have enough to feed all those kids, you know? Which is interesting, because, I mean, they could. They could. They really could. Like, they live out in the middle of the world, but, like, He's just not good at it. (laughs) There's a lot of shit growing out there. Like, a lot of animals. Yeah. Definitely a ton of deer up in New England. But, I mean, also a ton of bear. They're actually really lucky they didn't get fucked up by. But she's also talking right now about how their family was, like, they were a lot better. um, Better off than they were. Like, they lived in a town. Um, So I don't think that he their father really knows a lot about how to like survive survive out there you know like she's talking about the fact that their dog they should just sit out in the sun and like they would just go get apples and like it's always this bunny too so i have to imagine the bunny's uh familiar of some kind maybe yeah or, or perhaps maybe... the witch itself yeah just taking on a new form mm-hmm because they can do that. Mm-hmm. After signing their name to the book. Yes. Which is interesting because, I mean, if you look in, in uh, Judaism and Christianity, there's the concept of the book of life mm-hmm. that God keeps that, uh, you know, just uh, recently Yom Kippur happened and you fast on Yom Kippur and you, you're are good and praying and you've done amends and stuff between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur mm-hmm. and your name is entered in the book of life and you live for another year. So I'm wondering if that whole idea of signing your name to Satan's book is kind of the, you know, opposite to that. But of course, Satan isn't even like a biblical concept. It's something that people drummed up afterwards to like. Yeah. <laughs> like, Correct. There's no a lot of it the Bible. was taking um, 
uh, images of the horn god from uh, Celtic paganism. That's where a lot of the, the images that we have now. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Is he, um, shit, I'm trying to think of his name. Pan? Is it Pan? They took Pan and they made They took him- Pan oh. or um, they also took um, Kornos? Kronos? Kro, Kro, Kor, mm, that way. Doggy got the green man. The green man. This has many names. Um. Yeah, they basically just took somebody else's deity and made them. Mm-hmm. They took a couple of them into the, you know, yeah. big bad. Because they didn't have a big bad of their own, they needed one. Yeah. <clears throat> just so happens to be very convenient that the, the big. <laughs> be something that everybody else was like yeah living a relatively good and peaceable life with and then they're like no we can't have that i mean and it's kind of weird because honestly the idea of just keeping a fallen angel who was like nah humans aren't worthy of all of this love that you're giving them when i do so much for you you know, and leading a rebellion, that in and of itself is such a neat mythos. Yeah, I mean, even when fucking, it's not Blake. Who am I thinking of that? Was it Blake? No, it wasn't Blake. Or maybe it was William Blake, I'm trying to think of. Who wrote, you know, about Satan's fall and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And made him into such a compelling character. Though, despite him being like a big Christian and stuff like that, it's his dark materials. Uh, fuck, that's Philip Pullman. <laughs> but he based it on on the work of I'm thinking fucking Blake. I don't know, <laughs> fucking late in the night. I actually own the fucking book too. Like I've got it in a hardbound because Gustav Dor is uh, one of my favorite artists who did etching work and shit like that. It's not the fucking Divine Comedy either. Now I'm going to have to look this shit up. But like there were so many really compelling and interesting stories where Satan ends up being like the protagonist of the story. Yeah. Despite not really being super important in the Bible itself. Yeah. You know, I mean, like there are obviously people who tempt Jesus and stuff like that for Christians. Um, and in Judeo-Christian lore, we have, you know, Eve and the serpent. Which was just a snake. Yeah. Like, it wasn't the devil. But he talked. He was like, hiss, hiss, apple, apple. Or probably not an apple. I think that's... I think it was a quince. Yeah. Is the... Is the f- Milton is who I'm thinking of. It was John Milton. So here we go, y'all. This is this is the same witch. Girl. Which is why I was thinking that she uses the baby's flesh Other bits and pieces to like to make her flesh look young. So it's just a glamour. Mm-hmm. Really. Ah, uh, yes, it's Paradise Lost is what I'm thinking of. And his oh, okay. Now I, yeah. I'm too tired to think clearly. <laughs> also, these this music is so fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Creepy as hell. 
And they have a little bit of music kind of like this in Midnight Mass, too. Because look at her hand immediately got older. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I love the use of these old scary kind of bits of folklore um, that we have some bits and pieces of today, but that we don't have anymore, you know. And this poor girl, like, look at her. She's traumatized as hell. And I like the fact that it, it took this much for him to admit it. Like, he legitimately was about to just let her take the fall. <laughs> I'm honestly kind of surprised he didn't. Yeah. I'm glad that he did. I'm glad that he gets to have this moment of redemption before everything. <laughs> for the, the shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. The very frantic nature that is the final chapter of this movie. Gosh. Which it comes down mm-hmm. pretty fucking fast. Like, yeah. But that's also like a facet of these kind of movies that I love when, like, just when the roller coaster finally gets to the top of the hill and just goes pew, right the fuck down. Yeah. It rocks. And like, but I also understand what she's saying. Like, I mean, I actually don't understand what she's saying because I couldn't understand through the accent. She's saying that if he goes into the woods and he dies, who's going to take care of their family? Pretty much nobody. Nobody. Yeah. But I mean, he wasn't doing a very good job of it anyway. So kind of a net loss, net gain. They're kind of just skipping it even. I mean, not to be crass, but, you know, is what it is. But considering where they're located, they are actually, like, and maybe it's just something that Eggers didn't want to deal with. But, yeah, for real, they would have been mauled by bears. Yeah. Like, certainly. There were well, whole bears that used to get just ripped to shreds by bears up there. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, so, we're focusing on the spiritual supernatural attack on this family. When in reality, there's also environmental attacks. Like we can see right now, there's cold, there's rain. There are predators, such as different animals, including, you know, Black Phillip. Um, And then 
another thing that was happening at the time was a lot of the Native American tribes who had were continually being cheated out of their land realized that more and more of their land was going and that they weren't be given, being given a fair shake and that they were just being driven out and that, you know, these white folks didn't think that they were anything but monsters and heathens and savages and didn't care about them at all. And so then they started fighting back and burning down settlements and killing a whole bunch of people so that they could try to get their land back. You know, not great. Nobody was right in this situation. So that just adds to all of this paranoia that's happening. And so it's easier to be like, oh, we've been cursed by a witch. We've been cursed by the devil. It's because we're not holy enough. We're not praying enough, you know. Um, it's just interesting to recast that externality. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because it's, and I guess it's, it's a coping mechanism to deal with the fact that, like, we just live in an, you know, mm-hmm. an uncaring and unforgiving universe, and shit happens sometimes. Yeah. Life is just fucking not fair, and shit. Oh, sorry. Sometimes. No, that's all I had to say. <laughs> I remember when I was still Catholic, and people would be like, "Why would God allow terrible things to happen?" And I'd be like, "I don't know. I don't have uh, an answer." but just like to trust in this and that. And it's, I think sometimes it's easier to be like, it's the devil, it's evil, you know? And if I just persevere and if I just pray through, then I'm going to be rewarded. And I'm not saying that that's bad, you know? Um, that's just what's going on here. And it's, it's a coping mechanism. I don't want to alienate anybody, you know, like, because no. I'm in a different place right now. You want to be religious, you know, do what you got to yeah. do. It's your bag, you know, whatever. doesn't work for everybody. doesn't no. work the same for everybody. Um, but just, you know, for God damn folks. it, Black Philip. <laughs> Black Philip. These that... kids are just constantly tormenting this goat. These children are like monsters. <laughs> See, but here's the problem with when you tell small children some things. They will turn around and then do that. And now if they were in a village, that would be mm-hmm. weird because like yep. you hear the word witch and then immediately someone's getting dropped in the lake like those guys weren't fucking around they were nuts yeah um yeah so something interesting when caleb was in bed the prior night and the mother like just kind of bled him yeah, yeah. what was up with that like that was that to get work? bad blood out sometimes it did interesting um there were instances where it did help you know like it would definitely help with getting out pus it would help with certain things 
but for him I don't think that's what he needs like it looks like he's probably delusional and probably dehydrated and was out there in the cold and the rain he probably has a fever and hypothermia you know like there's a lot of other problems that this kid's going through but they wouldn't really know how to do much with that plus he got like whatever by the witch yeah know what the witch did to him yeah we know that he's been bewitched in some way yeah. they don't know they just know that he's like Mm-hmm. and also like back then a doctor is not what we would consider a doctor today um even up past the civil war a doctor is not what we would think of a doctor today you know you might have like a week or so of training and then choo-choo you're out there you're a doctor um i'd assume if anything if you were just not squeamish and you were ready to hack off someone's legs or whatever to be a doctor i think actually folks who um Oh my gosh. Why can't I mean, weren't they barbers of... and shit at the same time? Yeah, sometimes the barber that. would be the doctor or the dentist, like, you know, all at once. Um, I mean, yeah, if you've watched Deadwood, Brad Dorff's character in Deadwood was like dentist, barber, doctor. Yeah. All at once. Um, but most of the time. Uh, da, 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 da. What was it? What was Juliana Tofana? Um, Juliana Tofana. What was her actual title? Mm-hmm. Um, gosh. Sorry, I'm trying to find my notes from a spooky women. There we go. There she is. Apothecary. An apothecary had more actual medical knowledge than a doctor would. Because they knew about herbs and things like that. Um, I don't know why the word apothecary was so difficult for me to remember. It's okay. I mean, I, I forgot about Paradise Lost, despite having <laughs> we read gone that. out of my way to buy like a very nice, yeah, copy of that book. Come uh, here, demon children. He's like, there has to be some corn here that is not completely rotten, and there's a lot of reasons why that corn could be rotten. But it's probably just because of the witch. Yeah. 
But I like how the mom's not concerned about the fact that the, the youngest daughter is like, <laughs> our, our horned black goat is a mighty king who's going to knock you down. <laughs> so essentially what's happening here is an astral attack. Which is the, why they're like, oh my gosh, who's doing it to you? You know, they're not like, oh wow, he's having a fever or he's delirious. Because if you can pray properly, then you're not a witch. It's because they're bewitched. They're bewitched by that goat. To be honest, the only person who's probably not bewitched <laughs> is her. <laughs> also, this kid should have won an award of some sort.
This is pretty fucked up right here. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like, you know, thematically, narratively, is he actually having like a divine vision? Is he seeing? Is he seeing? You know, Jesus. I think that's what we're supposed to believe. Yeah. Or uh, did the witch kill him? But she projected. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe even out of uh, some sense of mercy projected an image that would comfort yeah. him in the last few seconds so i guess that's that's the thing was there praying enough and to be praying that psalm which is such a powerful psalm for so many christians was it enough to drive the witch away momentarily and you know or was it a trick but either way caleb's dead and it's it's very sad and it's very scary if you've been raised in a place where, you know, saying something like that psalm should save you. What happened to those other two? Did they just... Um, they're just, Black like, Peter passed just out. Yeah. I think they're both, you know, they're kind of under the, the lore of Black Philip, which means that they're open to the witch. But even she's like, they're just too annoying. Yeah. But I don't like, want to I deal. I handle these fucking children. I don't want them. No, they're very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I can't deny that. I made 
I think this is interesting because she's not, she's not a witch, you know. Um, but if you're watching for the first time, you're kind of like, hmm, but is she, is she in cahoots with the witch in the woods? Um, but it's not until everyone has turned away from her and it puts her into this little hole, you know, she's desperate. What else is she going to do? Black Philip, Black Philip. I mean, at the end of the day, it's sad because this whole family just was not equipped to be in this, this area and they're having a real rough go of it. Yeah. I mean, take she away all the supernatural points. Elements. Yeah. Which that's the interesting part about this movie too. Cause I mean, you could have easily taken it the exact opposite direction. Yeah. And have it been all, you know, um, environmental and then just them projecting. And there's that mom, like, just now experiencing, like, two kids are dead. She might be making covenants with the devil. Yeah. Or the, the oldest one that does all the work for me might be a witch. I mean, you, but exactly, you kind of do playful to all the children's games. Oh, no, it's not. It's not true. Oh, 
It's also so sad to think that in their mind, he cannot have been in going to heaven because he was never baptized. Instead of just saying that, like, you know, he was a good kid and he didn't really, you know, no sin, you know, there's a chance that he might not be. But instead, you know, he's like, nope, my children are all damned. Like, what do you do when your only parents are just completely breaking down and you have nobody to help you? Start talking to the goat, I guess. Exactly. You make a covenant with an evil goat. It scares me that neither one of them will answer whether or not the goat speaks to them. <laughs> I just like the shots they did of the goat just sitting there like yeah. breathing the way a goat does. Just kind of vibrating a little bit. Yeah, but goats also breathe scary heavy. And I never really thought about how scary that was until they were doing the shots of this. But that's just naturally how goats breathe when they're laying down. Because they're so chunky. Goats are kind of dickheads. I mean, they uh, are. one of them bit Audrey. Oh, no. Country Junction, when she was feeding it treats. I didn't oh even see it. I didn't see it happen until it was too late. I literally felt it happen because I felt her yeah. whole body go, Ew, like, jolt because yeah. it bit down on her. Luckily, it didn't uh. even draw blood. It was a light bite. But just, you know. All the animals at the country junction are so obese at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. <coughs> yeah. This one's not as much of a funny episode, but that's okay, because it's a beautifully shot episode that we're going to get to talk about. Yeah, it'd be tough to, it's tough to mine any comedy out of this, just because it is such a fucking dark movie. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But again, all horror has a seat at the table. Um, and this movie is so, so good. It's one of my favorites, even though it really messes with my head. Now, would you say it messes with your head because of the religious content? Just because yeah. of the, yeah. 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 It just makes me anxious. No, I can see that. It was really like... I mean, it's heartbroken, really. Like, it just, you think about the idea of all these people like who are so truly devoted. Mm-hmm. Realizing, maybe starting to have that breakdown mentally, too, and thinking, like, yeah. maybe I've hitched, my, hitched myself to the wrong cart here, you know? Yeah. You know? Or even just being like, there's nothing that I can do to be good enough, you know? Like, because then at well, that point, what do you do? How do you, how do you move forward to be like, there's no salvation for me? 
because I didn't do this one ritual. How, what, what can I do? You know, like that poor little boy in the, in the woods. He's like, I haven't been baptized. I'm going to be damned forever. And he's a good kid. And then this guy is just having a complete breakdown, you know, because when you hold yourself to such a standard and that the holding himself to that standard is what brought his family out here in the first place. And there's no way he can live up to it. There's no way yep. anybody. No, it. it's like when we were talking about the Shiv- the the Knights Code and Gawain and the Green Knight, you can't do it. You can't do it. And while it's always good to God, creepy twins. God damn, just feed them to the goat. <laughs> but that's um, the thing too. Like, isn't the point of the chivalric code to be like, yes, we know you can't actually do it. Toward it. Yeah. Which is what I was just gonna say. It's always good to have something to strive towards. It's always good to be like, I want to move forward. I want to better myself. I want to continue to be the best version of me that I can be. But you also need to find peace and find things that you love and enjoy and to find parts of yourself that are good, you know, and to to find moments of peace and to enjoy time with your kids, to enjoy time with your friends to just enjoy time when you're watching a movie or something like that. And if you get caught up in that grind, whether it be religious or um, with work or whatever, you're just, you're going to miss it all and you're never going to be satisfied and you're never going to be happy. And it's going to mess with your health and your head. Um, so all of this is still very timely. You know? Are these children twins in real life? Yeah. Yeah, they're real creepy twins. I was going to say, because they've got the creepy twin stuff down. I mean, yeah. (laughs) This scene. I hate it. I hate it so much. I will hate it forever. And and so now, that's the thing Pat was talking about earlier as a familiar. And so witches would have a mark on them um, where they would suckle and feed the familiar from their own body. Like I have freckles and raise marks on me. And those would have been considered a witch's mark. Um, so now the mom, as we're going to see, is. Now she, is she milking the goat? She's drinking the blood from the goat by milking it. Yeah. Because remember the goat was. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, and so now she, the the devil, through her dead children, is coming to her in the form of a, both the familiar 
and the book because we heard Samuel saying, or not Samuel, um, oh my gosh, Caleb saying, mother, I have a book. Will you look at it with me? And how is she going to explain this to herself in the morning? But I guess if she's a witch now, then what's it going to matter? I mean, is she? I mean, I guess so. If she looked at the book and like signed it or whatever. If she signed, well, that's the thing. So we don't know if she did. Um, and if she did sign it and it wasn't her actually knowing what she was doing, does that even count all the way? Hmm. That's that's the dirtiest trick of all. I would say, like, does it a covenant count? If does did, is it just based on did you sign it? Is it a clear <clears throat> binary? It's just mm -hmm. signed it or you didn't. Um, whether or not you signed it was chupacabra. Was proof chupacabra was proof for within the the um the court system but i would think from a spiritual level because for a lot of christians it's it's not a sin if unless you can say i understand what's happening i know what this sin is i know that this is why i'm not supposed to do it i know that it's breaking my connection between myself and god but i'm choosing to do it anyway so if she's being tricked into seeing her children and thinking that she's signing something or suckling something that is her child, that's not on her. She's not in her right mind. But I don't know what that context would have been within Puritan religion. And um, if she, because they might just be like, oh, well, then you were weak enough to be tricked by the devil and you're a witch and it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's where it gets kind of fuzzy with fanaticism. Yeah, I think it all depends on who's looking at it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, from the Jewish perspective, everything is like, it's just a law. You talk about it the same way you interpret like a law is in like a law book. Yeah. It's just the original set of laws. So, but everything is kind of more of a binary. Like it's, you did or you didn't. Yeah. Regardless of maybe even your intention. So then she is. Which makes part of what happens next kind of make more sense. But I mean, she's also a woman who is not well at all, as we talked about in the beginning. Acting in this movie is just so good.
I always forget how bad head wounds bleed until you look at something like this. They do. They bleed really bad. Yeah. The whole Again, head is like the, super vascular. Yeah. The practical effects of this this movie too. And the camera work. Oh, it's so good. The blood splatter. All of it. All no, of it. and then the blood really sticks out mostly just because of the mm-hmm. fact that he's so desaturated. You finally get mm-hmm. some vibrant. Yeah, like, because most of the time, most of the color you see is this very faded, almost pink color that's on Thomason, you know? Yeah, but really, barely most any- of the family felt blonde and dark and gray. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. It's just like that's it. Just this is the mm-hmm. only color you see in the whole movie. It's just this blood in this these last crescendo, you know, starting with Caleb to now. Cause even the blood that we see on the witch, it's it's dark because yep. we're in her her hut. But I think it's almost safe to say that the only people who have not been bewitched are Thomason and baby Samuel. By the end of the movie. Did the witch know about Thomason the whole time and want to bring her into the coven and then Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. systematically? Yeah, or did the devil say, listen, we want this girl now and we need to bring her in. And you'll get the power from helping me do it, you know? It's all, it's it's really interesting. This is another movie where you watch it over and over again and you notice more things and you think about more things. Like, oh, well, it's, was it the witch in the woods? Like... Was it a part of something bigger or was it just a bunch of the devil working in small ways to make it so that it could happen and whoever it happened with it happened, you know, like it's, it's, it's interesting. Or in another direction entirely, or is it just a series of bad events that happened mm-hmm. and just yeah. part of life? Cause life can sometimes just be bad Awful. shit. That's yeah. it. Exactly. And at this point, what do you do? Your whole family's gone. Now, the first time I watched, when it cut to black here, I kind of thought the movie was over. And I was so like, did I. Bummer, but interesting ending. And you could almost recut it to make it like that. And then mm-hmm. it is gone. It's just like, you know. And then it's just, it feels more like a, a, a mental. Yeah, it's just a study in human hubris. Mm-hmm. And what happens when um, an isolated, frantic, fanatic, scared, and mentally unwell family is just left with nothing but their religion? 
in a very scary world. But instead, we get this really beautiful ending, which I, oh, I love it. It's a chef's kiss of American folklore. So good. And this is such a pretty shot, too. <laughs> and I remember that book wasn't there before. And this is one of the another one of those endings where you get kind of torn because it's like, you know, she said that she loved the Bible and she kind of loved God and all those things. And but what else is she going to do? Where else is she going to go? I don't think she even knows how to get back to the plantation by herself. And she doesn't have a way to do it, you know? I also don't know that necessarily maybe did she actually love those things or was she just being like true. browbeaten into saying, yeah, yeah. that's a deal. Because it's like, yeah. if you don't feel that way, then you're going to be drowned. Yeah. Or and, um, and she, uh, you know, the beginning, her only real interaction that we saw with it was just about how terrible she is and how sad she is and now she's gonna get to kind of we see her kind of have a moment of happiness in the end here that's true that's true she actually is like kind of euphoric for the only time that we see it <laughs> really but I guess maybe we're supposed to be really torn about it because, um, you know, the, these films, a lot of times, we're like, oh, hey, 
that woman's free and then you're like but is she really free and then it's 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 very um complicated the flying shot is very interesting mostly just because like it's not quite flying like it feels like it's not necessarily of their own volition they're just kind of being almost like puppets yeah But at the end, I, I kind of feel glad for her. Like, you know, she's going to get nice clothes and she's going to get to have real food and she gets to fly and she's going to get to travel. And we never know what she has to do other than sign that book. It might have just been that she signs the book and she gets to go out and live her life. You know, that's how I choose to, to think it ended for her. She just gets to fly around. Maybe she gets to go back to England. But yeah, because like the things that he asks her, do you want to find dress? Do you want the taste of butter? Do you want to travel? Those are things that like came from journals from Puritan girls, you know, when they'd be like, oh, I feel tempted by this or that, you know, because those were things that they weren't allowed to have. And it was considered idle and prideful. And so it always strikes me that he uses specifically those things in the list at the end. So it's definitely a very beautiful movie. Yeah. Very interesting story. If not a downer. I mean, it is definitely a downer of a movie. I mean, Edgar's, I don't know that the guy could write a movie that's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Lighthouse does not end happily. The Norseman that's coming out, I'm guaranteeing, is probably also not going to end in a way that's like, not that it's not satisfying, because it's a satisfying ending, but it's not satisfying in the sense that it like leaves you feeling joyful. Correct. You're like, fucked. <laughs> but... Pat, it makes me kind of concerned that we are not drawn to directors that make us feel joy. <laughs> I say nate to that. Not true at all. I love like literally. I just went last night and watched. That's like, true. That's true. Venom was the most joyful experience I've had in a cinema in a long time because it's just so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just joking because we. I was just talking about Midnight Mass. That's true. True. Because I will watch anything by Mike, even though I know it's going to hurt me. <laughs> I mean, most of the stuff I do enjoy from horror perspective. A lot of it is like it's not going to end. Yeah. Part of horror. It's not always gonna end on a on a good note. You're not always gonna Exactly walk off into the sunset and the bad guy's gone. Sometimes you end up dead, you know, like it's just what it is. Yeah. But um there are there are plenty of joyful movies and many directors who want to to have that joy. Um yeah, I love this movie. I think it's just so pretty and um, interesting. It's such a an interesting way to look at witches um, because we don't. If you hear about the Salem witchcraft trials, you don't really hear about like the folklore that goes with it. 
you know, it's just that this thing happened and it, it gets glazed over very quickly in American history, which is sad because it's got a lot of important lessons. Well, it's also not something that we want to dwell on in history, much like the rest of the stains on our history that we don't want yeah. to talk about because it, well, it. We need to spend years just talking about the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. But only bits and pieces of the Civil War and only bits and pieces. a certain amount of people who will debate why we even fought it, which exactly. is funny and weird. And then glorify the Industrial Revolution. And then go straight to World War II. Yep. <laughs> and no history happened in between. No, nothing happened in between. Not a, not a Nothing. Nothing. Not even World War One didn't happen. I mean, it and did. When, when you hear about World War One, it's basically like the prelude to World War Two, and you're just like, "Wow, trenches, no man's well, land, yeah, mustard gas, trenches." You know. Yeah. Like just the things that lead up to World War Two. That's that's really all we care about. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like you know that's this is the, you know the whatever the first one that's the lead into the more interesting sequel. Yeah. 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 Holy shit! But I mean, it's 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 fucked up to say that, but it's one hundred percent. It's um it's it's sad, uh, how we teach history in our country here in America, and I hope that one day we'll stop teaching it that way and you know maybe what we need is some more stories maybe maybe the eggerses of the world have a point yeah i think everybody's got a point and i think it's important i think everyone's got a nugget of truth um it's just kind of figuring out how big that nugget is <laughs> and how much of it you can eat in one mm-hmm. sitting yeah because, yeah, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to hit too many truth bombs at once because sometimes yeah. it can collapse your reality. It's true. It's true. I had one of those not too long ago where I thought in real terms about what money actually is. And if you think about it <laughs> right. for too long and you pull that thread too much, everything starts to really unravel because it's like, well, it's actually not anything. It's just like a, a thing that somebody made up arbitrarily not that long ago to be like well this is how we can control the flow of resources yeah. and now it's not even based on anything it's just like it's just there it's just totally made up yeah <laughs> and like, it's it's um it's it's scary to think of it really is mostly because like there's even like a an economics term i think it's called like the tinkerbell effect or something like that where it's just like a big part of what makes it work is just that people have to believe in it on mass. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's it. I don't know. What if everybody stops believing it at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> or stops being willing to, you know, deal with it. It's like, well, that's big O's. But don't pull that thread too much. Yeah. We should probably, we're, we're getting into the late night deep talks. It's time for a late night detox. So instead of deep talks, yeah. Um, let's see. What's what's something fun? What's something good? It's out there right now. Dune's coming out soon. Dune is coming out soon. Super uh, excited. Looks like I'm gonna be watching the Adams Family sequel tomorrow. <laughs> you renting that? I'm watching. Let me kids. let me know how it is. Uh, I'm sure, you know, it'll be a perfectly serviceable movie. 
<laughs> it'll have a beginning, a middle, and end. And yeah. For the duration of the 48-hour rental, my kids will watch it precisely like seven times or something like that. Exactly. Assuming, you get your money's worth. Yeah, you know, 14 hours of Adam's family in the next two days. Yeah. You know. Great. Um, you know, in the middle of a Frasier rewatch. <laughs> to season four. Got to the episode where Niles is afraid to uh, anger his neighbors. So he spends half the episode hidden away in a kitchen with a bird stuck to his head. Oh my gosh, I remember that one. Good, good yeah. show. Great show. I am. Uh, I just started a Gilmore Girls rewatch, um, which might surprise some of our our listeners. But yeah, that's that's a thing that I rewatch often when I need something that I just need something light and kind of happy. I tend to go back to Stars Hollow. Um, so yeah. Is that where Melissa McCarthy like um, mm-hmm. kind of started off? Yeah. There you go. I mean, and it was nice. Like, so I was just, um, I actually just watched the first episode where she goes on a date and it's never like, it's weird because they do fat shaming and like stuff like that with other parts of the show, but never her character. Like Suki is always a well-rounded character who, you know, goes and finds love and gets married and has kids while also being a successful chef who's kind of quirky like you know and none of that is ever lost um and I always really appreciated that watching that show because I think she was really the first plus-sized female character that I ever saw that got to have that and the jokes were because she's a funny comedic actress, not because she was plus sized. And it really, um, it really gave me something to think about as a kid in the early 2000s who struggled with weight and stuff like that. So, you know, that was neat. And it, it did, it helped launch her career. And thank goodness, because she is hilarious. Now, what about, what about Roseanne? Or is that probably before? I mean, we were around um, enough to be aware of it. but like I watched a lot of Roseanne, actually. And, yeah. Like, I liked the fact that that family felt like my family, you know? Like, they had problems, and they, both of the parents were working really hard, and their house was always kind of, like, their house was you know, livable, but kind of a mess and their furniture was kind of worn down and they were funny and like, you know, it, it did. I, I liked that show a lot growing up. I think I put it to the back of my mind because I can't separate that show from Roseanne Barr now. (laughs) But I mean, they killed her. I mean, the character, they didn't actually kill. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been but, um, the same thing to do. But you know. Oh, yeah, I know. But that show, there are episodes of that show that I rewatch often, too. And I remember that my mom really liked that show because I think that was something where she saw herself, you know, um, because my mom worked and was um, 
um, also a plus size woman who was a little bit snarky and, you know, <laughs> um, so yeah, you were right. That was a good call. I didn't think about that. Well, it's easier. It's to a lot of people, I think mind, mind wiped it because of the fact that Roseanne like went off the, uh, you know, got got on the ambient and and on twitter at the same time and that's always a mistake for everybody involved and you know yeah i was trying to find there's a new melissa mccarthy newer melissa mccarthy movie on netflix with like where they have like superhero powers and that was really really funny oh my dad Um, he said it was really good yeah i would definitely recommend that why is my my whole list isn't showing up right now? Unfortunately, I mean, her um, for, uh, her Ghostbusters was fun. Listen, this, I this love that theme, Ghostbusters. You know, there's a lot of pushback on it. Yeah, um, you know, I don't think it's a perfect movie. I think it's a serviceable Ghostbusters movie. I, think, I agree. I don't think it's any better or worse than the first one was. I mean. I there's a special place in my heart for the original Ghostbusters. There's actually a special place in my heart for Ghostbusters too, despite it being like probably widely panned as like an inferior sequel. Something about it that's like special to me. But yeah, I don't I don't see any reason for it to have been. The reaction didn't need to be the what it was. Oh no, not at all. It was the people that were uncomfortable about lady Ghostbusters. Yeah, and I thought that it was really good. I thought that it took the world of Ghostbusters updated it to the world that we're in now and, and gave it a serviceable comedy. And I really enjoyed it. And it made me sad when I realized that it wasn't going to get a sequel because I really liked that cast and I really wanted to see what they were going to do with it. You know, um, I'm not going to boycott this new one with the kids. Um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it, but I'm, I'm disappointed and I'm sad that this one doesn't get it. Um, uh, I was thinking of Thunder Force. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Damn, my dad was telling me about yeah. that. Yeah, um, and that has Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, who, God, what a powerhouse duo <laughs> that we didn't Octavia know we Spencer, needed. Who, like, appears just in so many movies that you don't mm-hmm. even know who's going to be in, and then she's just there. I was watching Drag Me to Hell. And she's just randomly in it. Like, she's not really in it for much of the movies. She's just yeah. in it. And you're just like, wait, is that what? What? And then, yeah, that's that's her. She's there. Yeah. Super talented. Amazing actress. I I will watch almost anything that Octavia Spencer's in. She's in the original Spider-Man for, like, a hot minute. And she's mm-hmm. actually funny in it. Yeah. But, yeah, so those are some of my recs for some some happy things. Some don't have to think about it too much things for post the witch um, and post midnight mass, which is what I told you to watch before. <laughs> Go back and watch classic Debbie Reynolds film Halloween Town. <gasps> oh my god! Watch all of them; they're so good. Watch the whole series minus the watch one place Marnie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm a I am an OG Marnie truther. Exactly. And then and then go follow her on TikTok because her TikTok is an absolute joy. <laughs> I'm assuming you mean Kimberly J. Brown, the person who played Marnie and not Debbie Reynolds, because if Correct. Debbie Reynolds is TikToking from beyond the grave, then we've got some 
Yeah. No, I met Kimberly J. Brown. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, there are plenty of spooky things that like you can have that are kind of fun, family friendly, um, or just even good for your mental health. Um, And watch it. Like, don't let people tell you not to watch something because it's for kids or whatever. And uh, we'll make sure that we spotlight something at the end of each one of them. Um, This week, your assignment is Halloween Town movies. Hell yeah. Good for your mental health. Good for your soul. Hit up and that it, Paranorman shit. Yeah, Paranorman's really good. So those, there there are there are recs for this week. I'll have to send you a picture of the Paranorman edition foam posit Nike sneakers <laughs> that I did in fact order yes. and on the way from China. <laughs> I love Paranorman. China. All right. Cool. So, yeah thank you for following us thank you for hanging out with us we love you and appreciate you and happy october yes welcome to spooky month Uh, happy halloween the first we'll be extending it all the way until at least february so welcome to month one of spooky month (laughs) all right like and subscribe yep and get cozy because it got creepy we love you Bye bye bye